Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and of course, I am joined by my resident guest host, the two-time All-Conference, the three-year starter at right tackle, the luxury real estate mogul up there in Chicago, Illinois, Mr. David Porter. David, thank you for joining me today. Dude, glad to be here. Always fun. Gobble, gobble, turkey day, man. Let's do this. Yeah, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you, Thanksgiving to everybody out there uh, enjoying the, uh, the the holiday and the festivities. I hope everybody enjoyed some time with uh, some people that you enjoyed to spend time with. Um, and so with that, we got to get into this special edition because tomorrow is the game. You got to jump right into it. Uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers will be traveling up to Iowa City to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. And um, David, man, it's, it's been quite a tremendous season thus far for the Hawks, but uh, here it is. They have a tremendous opportunity to go ahead and get a, a get right into, uh, back into, I should say, get back into the Big Ten championship game with a win over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. The, uh, the seven and four Hawks have a chance of going, not just, not just being on the uh, the winning side of the season, but being eight and four and um, have an opportunity to obviously, like I said, get into the Big Ten championship game. Also, obviously, sights set on what bowl season has, has to offer for them. But before we get into any of that, David, got to take on these Nebraska Cornhuskers who um, these same Iowa Hawkeyes have won eight straight against. And so at this point, these guys are playing for postseason accolades, but Nebraska Cornhuskers, I watched some film on these guys, and they are not a three – they don't play like a three and eight outfit. They, they play like a team that has uh, done some pretty good damage this season. Obviously, they they suffered the loss of uh, their head coach, Scott Frost, at the beginning of the season, who was fired uh, because of how the season had gone. We talked about this uh, earlier in the season when we talked about Wisconsin or was it Northwest? Uh, one of those teams, he, uh, the team that they played first uh, to open up the season, it was Northwestern. They, they traveled over to, uh, I want to say, Dublin, Ireland to take to play that game. And um, they had a chance to win that game against um, against the Northwestern Wildcats. And unfortunately, they Northwestern came back in the last, in the waning seconds of that game to claim that victory. But uh, this Wisconsin outfit has played well throughout the season, and it doesn't reflect this three and eight mark, man. What do you see from this team um, offensively? First of all, when we talk about uh, looking at them, uh, they don't have tremendous stats uh, in terms of what they're putting up. Let me reframe that. I'm sorry. Let me reframe that. They do have tremendous stats. However, they have they don't they don't have it on the field. Uh, Casey Thompson, quarterback. He has thrown 153 completions for 244 attempts and 2,129 passing yards. Uh, he has 14 touchdowns, but he has also thrown 10 interceptions. Uh, Chuba Purdy has come in to relieve him. He's thrown 22, so he's thrown 47 passes. He's completed 22 of them. Uh, he's thrown zero touchdowns, but thrown three interceptions. So they've had a little bit of both guys. But I've seen more of Casey Thompson. He's more of a runner. He's done a tremendous job throughout the season um, of, of, of keeping keeping. Uh, I'm wrong about that. I'm not wrong about that. I thought it was. It's Chuba Purdy, who's the guy that's the runner. He's uh, he's he's carried the ball 24 times for 73 yards and three and two touchdowns. So not necessarily Casey Thompson, who was the starting quarterback, but uh, Chuba Purdy, who's come in and, and relieved him and played in some meaningful snaps and some meaningful games. Uh, had some carries and had some touchdowns and success. But for the most part, Casey Thompson is going to be the one taking the snaps. He's going to be the one 
I tossed the ball around and, and um, you know, it's going to be the first one uh, for the Huskers. So what have you seen from this offense and what is going to be some of the main things that the Hawks got to focus in on and taking away? So the main thing I saw from this offense, and I watched them play uh, Minnesota. I watched the Nebraska-Minnesota game. I, it, they can really run the ball effectively. The, the, that offensive line they have, they're big. They can actually pass protect pretty well, too. They move their feet, which I really like to see those big guys be able to do that. But the main thing is they can run the ball. Uh, I think one of the first plays they had uh, offensively was a run, and it was actually between the tackles. The guy broke for 35 yards. He made a guy miss in the hole that made a cut to the left. Hey, he's out 35 yards. After what we saw against um, against Minnesota with that run, uh, you know, that's one of the things we talked about in the last uh, last episode about how we have to sure that up. That This is going to be a pretty good test. Like you said, the Nebraska's 3-8 and eight record is not really representative of the kind of team that they are. They've had some close games. They've had some really tough losses, and they've faced some uh, some adversity this year. So, as you know, losing your head coach is a big deal. So, these guys are uh, not quite what the record represents, but they're still a, a team. I think, uh, especially on the offense side, compared to our defense, um, I don't see where they really come out of the thing with the victory at all. My goodness, I mean, our defense is the best mm. well um <clears throat> it is interesting bro because obviously they have to find themselves and scott frost being fired after that georgia southern game which they lost 45 to 42 definitely took put their season in, the, in a in a tailspin however they got wins against they got a one-point win against uh, uh rutgers they also have a win against um what else did they beat this this season in the big 10 they didn't really beat anybody other other than Rutgers in the Big Ten, and they uh, beat North Dakota State as well as, um, bro, uh, Indiana. I'm sorry, they beat Indiana. What was the score against North Dakota State? North Dakota State. They lost 38. Oh, I'm sorry, they beat North Dakota State 38 to 17. North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's North Dakota State, but North Dakota. They beat 38 to 17. Oh, okay. So they beat them. They lost to Georgia Southern. They beat uh, Rutgers, and they beat Indiana. So they haven't tasted uh, victory since uh, October seventh. They haven't won a game. So they've they've been riding a um, a seven game losing streak or five game. I'm sorry, five game losing streak. So and that L train. They're gonna be coming up in uh, to Kinnick with a different mindset, trying to spoil the Hawks' opportunities and try it with upset mind for sure. Um, I didn't see a whole lot from them in terms of how they are, you know, uh, I do want to correct myself. I do want to correct myself um, in terms of the quarterback, Casey Thompson. I mentioned that he's not as much of a runner. No, he's definitely a runner. He's got negative six yards on the season currently, but that's on 51 attempts. So he's got a bunch of attempts. But he's got positive yards. But he's also taking some sacks. He's going the wrong way. He's just taking some sacks as well. And he's also got five rushing touchdowns. He's got a long of 31 yards. and he's He just can't get right. Like, what? He's playing for Nebraska. No, he's playing for Nebraska. All four, dude. Yeah, All four. To, That's what he's supposed figure. to do this, for real. No, no, they're still trying to figure things out on the mm-hmm. offensive side of the ball. Um, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but they, you know, 
Casey Thompson is definitely a run threat, um, just like the other quarterback that I mentioned. He's also a run threat. Uh, in the receiving core, uh, Trey Palmer has 62 receptions for 878 yards and seven touchdowns, so he is definitely their go-to receiver. Uh, every other receiver has a half of that. Uh, Marcus Washington is 28 receptions for 419 yards, no touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Travis Bukalik, he's got 20 receptions for 240 yards and two touchdowns. Oliver Martin, 10 catches, 188 yards. They go down from there. So their go-to guy, Trey Palmer, 62 catches, 878 yards, almost 1,000 yards on the season, seven touchdowns. He's got a long of 72. So Trey Palmer is going to be their go-to receiver. He's going to be the guy that uh, the quarterback, Casey Thompson, looks to when he's in distress. And uh, they're definitely uh, – he's done a tremendous job of finding him. So in, uh, for Nebraska's offense, run heavy. Anthony Grant is the bell cow in terms of who will be getting the load of the, the carries in the game, uh, in, in, in this game. And then you add Trey Palmer, the wide receiver, to the mix. He's definitely done a tremendous job. Travis Vokalik, the tight end, has done a tremendous job as well. So offensively, they got a bit, pretty balanced attack. They still got a lot of work mm -hmm. to do. They have a pretty balanced attack. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. They're not a bad team. I just don't think their offense matches up with our defense. And, you know, they're going to try and pass the ball. I think our ball hawks are just going to do what they do. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely have a great opportunity to continue down the road that they've done so far. Uh, switching over on the defensive side, um, they're led by linebacker Luke Raymer. He's got eight or six tackles on the season, one sack. Uh uh, one pass defense, one interceptions, um, and then everybody else. Secondary is kind of the next in line, and they're at uh, they're at they're in the mid sixties for for tackles. And then Garrett Nelson is a defensive end that has a number of sack tackles. Oh, excuse me, number of tackles, and well as he's coming into Kinnick with five and a half sacks. So Garrett Nelson will be an issue to have to uh, find and locate and have to uh, take away in terms of what his sack production has been throughout the season, but. More importantly, David, what do these Hawks need to do to come out with a victory on on Friday? Really, with uh, Sam Laporta down, I mean, uh, they're already putting out that Luke Lachey is going to have to be doing a, a he's he's doing a, a bigger role in the offense now. We know Sam might be a little dinged up; he didn't come back uh, last game, um, so we really need to get the run going, right? Get uh, Keegan Johnson the ball, let him get going. And then, you know, get that off of the line, just boom. Uh, I don't know if they're going to put LaShawn back there. But if he – I mean, we can get that running game going. That'll take some pressure off of the receivers. The tight ends, they'll be able to get open more, go with some play action, some bootleg action. That will really help out a lot. I get the running game going um, with this offensive line, especially being so young, get that push you know, as they're getting ready, um, you know, hopefully for grander things. Uh, that'll be good for them to get their fits in. Really good. You know, it's been a long season, Dave. It's been a long season. Um, obviously, the Hawks, 7-4, 11 games into the season. It's been, you know, they, they had that uh, three-game streak uh, early on for a couple weeks ago. Uh, they've been on a four-game streak currently. So it's been mm -hmm. a tremendous season. Uh, Spencer's at 1,716 passing yards on uh, 156 completions on 275 attempts, five touchdowns, five interceptions, but zero turnovers over the course of the last four games that uh, these Hawks are on this on this current streak. Uh, Caleb Johnson, has, who has taken over the running back duties, 
obviously still running back committee by committee, but uh, Caleb is the front runner. Uh, he has 126 carries on 65. I'm sorry, 126 carries for 653 yards, 75 of it for his long five touchdowns. Deshaun Williams, 367 yards, two touchdowns. Gavin Williams, 133 yards uh, and no touchdowns. It's been a little bit of a difficult year for Gavin. He's he struggled and he's battled with some injuries, so it's been a tough one for him. Um, but this Hawks have leaned heavily on the run. And you take you add in Spencer's um 174 negative <laughs> negative rushing yards from the sacks and they, oh, they, wait, how many yards? What was that? 174 of negative uh rushing yards for that total. You got uh 1043 Ooh. yards total for the rushing yards. Um, like you mentioned, Sam Laporta, the leading receiver is down. The next the next guy in line in terms of receptions is Nico Regaining with 25 and 305 re- receiving yards. Uh, but he and Sam both have one touchdown on the season. Luke Lachey has himself two, but two touchdowns. So him stepping into the starting role will be a definite added, it'll be a definite change. But uh, how do you envision uh, Luke Lachey's emergence or him being thrust into the starting lineup uh, with Sam being out of the game or being out this upcoming Friday? How is that going to affect the Hawks' offensive performance? Actually, I expect Luke to rise to the opportunity. Really, I do. He, he has the body top that's more traditional of a tight end. He's a lot looser in his hips. So, um, you know, he's able to run just as good of, if not better, routes than Sam. Um, he is um, young. I'm pretty sure he's going to rise to the occasion. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what he does out there. I really do. Sam is phenomenal as a tight end. Um, yeah, we're tight in you for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Sam is 6'4", 249 pounds, and he is a senior, as you already know. Luke Lachey is actually a sophomore, and he is 6'6", mm-hmm. 252 pounds. So, slightly mm-hmm. slightly different body build, a little bit bigger yeah. guy than Luke Lachey. So, it'd be an opportunity for him to step into the role, take over that spot mm-hmm. for this weekend, and show, obviously, what these – Show these Hawkeye coaches, show Abdul Hodge, the tight ends coach, what he can do as a starter and see if he can't uh, keep himself in that starting role. Uh, or, you know, obviously when Sam comes back, he's obviously get, get, put back in that position. But obviously moving forward and what the season, what uh, next season holds for Luke, obviously gets his opportunity to, to, to really get himself in proper position right now uh, with this upcoming game against Nebraska. And then, you know, still got the Big Ten championship game. They go ahead and pull out this win. Let's, let's jump into man. I mean, we talked about a couple of weeks ago. We were we were sitting here thinking that these Hawks were dead in the water, not really knowing if they were even going to be able to to make it to a bowl game. And then four game win streak, and now they are in position, obviously, to uh, go ahead and and supplant themselves in the the uh, Big Ten West title run and uh, represent the West. So. The, the the miraculous turn has really transformed, David. What was the biggest part of this Hawkeye offense in terms of getting themselves back on track and getting themselves in position to be able to be a a force, you know, over the course of these last four games, going into this Nebraska game and heading down the wire? Well, it just huh. – so the beginning of the season, again, like we played against different – caliber talents i'm going to put it out there you know michigan and ohio state they're different they're different kind of players out there um you know illinois they came in we i'm sorry we went there and at that time illinois was on a good run 
and they're really doing some great things over there. Uh, Iowa State, that loss was really tough. Um, great opportunity to make a statement and go there. That fumble, uh, really, uh, that that hurt. We've had our opportunities there. Um, you know, as the season has gone on, uh, when we start to see the the wins that we've um, we've gotten uh, with this team. It's one of those things where you start to look at who we're playing against. It's like, you know, we talked about Northwestern. We did. And like, cool. That's going to be a good game for them to go in there and get their confidence up. That's what we talked about. They also played um, Purdue. They, they beat Purdue at, 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 in, in, um, at they beat Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. Purdue. They yeah, won at home against Wisconsin, and they won in Minnesota. Yeah, hmm? yeah, they've uh, they've got the confidence, and then they started to like actually pick up the steam, and the confidence built into like guys actually doing and being where they're supposed to be on offense. The timing started to get better. Confidence comes from guys knowing what the heck they're supposed to do. The guys uh, when they first came in. Uh, they didn't know what they were going to do. They didn't know what the heck they were doing. Um, you know, we had the uh, offensive coordinator, uh, also the quarterback's coach, and he's never done uh, – he's never been a quarterback's coach. So that's kind of an issue. But he's learning on the job. It is what it is. That's what he did. That's what happened. So I'm imagining things got better incrementally on offense. That's like, hey, the more things got better – Stop making those old mistakes. Ta-da. We're performing better. It's kind of how it goes. Mm. They got more confidence. The uh, the guys know that they know what they're doing, which is a big deal, especially as, uh, as the offensive line started to get better. You see the offensive line, the number of stacks that have, that have actually uh, happened for uh, Spencer, right? They've actually gone down per game. The last game against Minnesota was one setback. And that was because Spencer missed the, the blitzer coming from the right. That's all him. That's really on him. So that old line, in my mind, didn't give up a sack that game. So that maturation for those guys is a big deal. You're talking about the offense coming together the way the old line goes. Anyone who plays on offense knows it. The old line is the way it goes, and this old line has gotten better. Yes, we've, we've talked a lot about this uh, offensive line's growth and how it would catapult this team, and the, this team's growth would obviously would I shouldn't say obviously, but this team's growth would be more dictated along the lines of what this offensive line was capable of doing and how it was able to grow. And has done a tremendous job throughout the season. Uh, we, we talked about some of the stuff that it was giving up in terms of the offensive line, the group of five across the front. Um, there have been times clearly that they've, uh, you know, underperformed and given up sacks as well as given up um, penetration by the defensive line and run blocking. So these on these last four games win streak, I would say that they've definitely shored up some of those areas and have done a tremendous job of fixing some of those problems. Now it's not all fixed. It's not all perfect. However, those no. guys have uh, done a lot of work to regain that ability and have done a tremendous job in, in focusing and staying strong throughout the season. So it's, 
it's really a great opportunity for these guys going into this game against Nebraska. Um, final thoughts, David, and your your uh, score for for Friday. Wow. Final thoughts uh, overall for Iowa. I'm actually very happy for the kids uh, that they've grown up throughout this whole process, throughout the season. Uh, the defense and the special teams continue to be special. I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be a theme here. We we'll start calling that defense the wall. Oh, it smokes. Um, but if we don't get that running game going and get it going early, this could be a really long day. And like I said, these guys aren't. Uh, um, their record doesn't really indic isn't really indicative of the team that they really are. So we still have to go in there and take care of business. But uh, if we don't, there's a good chance. There is a chance that these guys could do something and maybe come out with a victory. Got it. It even hurt me to say it. So um, yeah, we go out there and take care of business. We're good to go. Um, I still think we're oh, God. I was going to say 10-17. 10-17 Hawks. 10, yeah, 10-17 Hawks. 824. Mm. Um, I would say that much along the lines of what you're already talking about, um, it really comes down to how we continue to play in the trenches. And, you know, I've talked about this every week, the last couple of weeks. Trench play on both sides of the ball is always the biggest key for me. Uh, when you still have an offense that ranks near the bottom or at the bottom of the barrel, uh, or I should say bottom of the league in terms of offensive statistics in most of the major categories, this offense still ranks near the bottom, but they put they dug themselves a pretty big hole uh, throughout the course of the season. So it's been tough for them to dig out of that. But um, this defense has to be able to uh, do what it's done all season, uh, really control the line of scrimmage, create opportunities for turnovers, and really make the opposing offense uncomfortable, make the opposing quarterbacks uncomfortable. That's going to be one key uh, in terms of the, uh, the both sides of the ball up front and uh, defense creating a tough seat, tough day for the Cornhuskers. And then who steps in uh, in terms of who is really going to be the next go-to guy? Sam Laporta has been uh, Spencer Petras's safety blanket all season. He's been really comfortable with Sam Laporta all season. Now, Sam Laporta's not going to be out there on Friday. Who's going to make the man to step in? I mean, the obvious choice is a Luke Lachey. However, we don't know. We don't know. We'll see. Luke Lachey has more touchdowns than, than Sam Laporta does, but uh, he's, he's still a sophomore, still a young pup, and still has to grow into the position. But uh, we'll see. I want to see who Spencer, Spencer Petrus Finds is his next go-to guy, or if he's able to spread the ball around more now that uh, Sam is not, not going to be in the game on Friday. Those two things are what I, I look forward to seeing. Uh, and with what, what I, with what I've seen uh, from both teams, from the Hawks and from the Cornhuskers, I'm going to go ahead and say 24 to seven. Um, I feel like this defense is oh wow job all season of really taking away the opposing offenses what they really want to do. I was the last. I don't. When was the last time an opponent? It might have been Ohio State was the last opponent to score over ten points on these guys. So, I really like the idea of them um, being able to continue that trend against a team that's really still trying to find themselves. They're not dead last in the Big Ten, but they're they're not they're not far from the bottom of the Big Ten in terms of offense. So, this group uh, coming into Kinnick on Friday is not the 
Nebraska Cornhuskers that you and I grew up watching. It's not the same group. No. It's a group that's trying to find themselves. And if the Hawkeyes mm-hmm. do what they've done throughout the season, uh, particularly on defense, I don't see this Cornhusker team being able to move the ball on them or score points. So uh, nope. I'm, I'm, I feel like 24-7 is being generous, but uh, I do feel like that Cornhusker <laughs> offense – uh, led by the quarterback has been uh, it, it's been pretty good. Um, Casey Thompson has been pretty good, so we'll see. He's got twenty one hundred uh, passing yards this season. I want to see him trying to run on our defense. I want to see that. That's gonna be fun. Well, you know, everybody mm. likes to try to do things. You know, it just it, I understand that. A different scenario. It's just like Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but no, man, it's it's uh it's gonna be a great time. It's gonna be a good game Friday at uh, four eight four p.m. Eastern time over there at Kinnick Stadium on Duke Slater Field. It's gonna be a good time. So looking forward to it, and uh, looking forward to a Hawks really continuing to grow uh, and get themselves put themselves in a in a good position going into Indy because again we know this would be they win this game. This would be back to back seasons is which Kirk Ferris will be have will have gone to the uh, Big Ten title game representing the West. So it's uh it's a great opportunity and looking forward to seeing how these guys play it out. Uh they definitely salvaged the season. They did more than salvage the season. They put themselves in the best opportunity to win. And I'm looking forward to this uh this this game on Friday. So for David Porter, I'm Colin Cole. Thank you guys for joining us on Hawk Talk. I really hope you guys can can join, subscribe, click all that good stuff. Um, Again, appreciate you all. God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.